today. The candidates who want to serve you as DeKalb County Mayor, Cookville City Councilman, Cumberland County Commissioner, and Pickett County Commissioner. Welcome to Meet the Candidates from Live Rock 95.9 and News Talk 94.1. I'm Tom Duggan. Today, our series continues where you get the chance to hear from the candidates, where they stand, the issues that are important in their minds, where they want to take the Upper Cumberland moving forward. We begin today's program with Matt Adcock, who is seeking the office of DeKalb County Mayor in the August 4th general election. Matt, thank you for joining us today. What was it that led to your decision to seek the office of DeKalb County Mayor? I've always been interested in helping the people, and I've, I've been a county employee for the last five years at the DeKalb County Ambulance Service. I just see a great need for DeKalb County and leadership, and I want to express my gratitude to the people for all the, the years that I've been able to serve them, and I want to be able to serve them in the manner of the county mayor. Matt, what experiences in your life do you feel help make you a good candidate for county mayor? I have served four years on the commission for the 6th District, that is the communities of Belk, Count Bird, and Blue Springs. With my experience as a county employee, my experience as a county commissioner, I've got experience all the way from the bottom up, I believe, and uh, who better to serve than a servant? So I'd love to bring that experience I have and help the Cap County. Matt, what do you feel like the most important characteristic is in being a good county mayor? I believe transparency is the number one thing that DeKalb County needs. DeKalb County citizens should always have a clear understanding of our budget and be able to ask for the, the budget to be presented to them in a manner of email or by paper or whatever's most convenient for them. But I, I believe that if everything is transparent, then there's no room for error. Matt, with your time on the county commission and being a county employee, how do you feel like that benefits you in being familiar with the inner workings in DeKalb County? I've been uh, a part of many committees that have to do with budgeting and have to do with you know, how the county government works internally. And with that experience and getting to see things from the inside perspective, I believe that, that gives me a better upper hand to provide leadership from the top. In making your decision, Matt, were there any particular issues or events that also helped factor into that decision to run? A lot of turmoil has been presented to our citizens in our county commission meetings, and a lot of things have happened out of order. Uh, I'd like to bring uh, a better communication to our commission and help them understand the, the effects of professionalism. Also, we have many needs in DeKalb County as uh, we have a Smith Elementary School that is in dire need of rebuilding. We have a jail that is outdated, and the state has told us that uh, we have to be working on a plan to build a jail soon, or we're going to be uh, in a lot of trouble. So we're, we're working on ideas for a new school, uh, for a new jail. Uh, we've, we've got a lot of miscommunication with commissioners and our commission and not much order. So I would like to bring that order to our county meetings, and I'd like to implement plans to build schools and jails and things that the Cab County is lacking in, and hopefully without much of a tax increase, if not a tax increase at all. Matt Adcock is our guest on Meet the Candidates. Again, he is seeking the office of DeKalb County Mayor coming up in the August 4th general election. Matt, when you look at DeKalb County in terms of growth, are you pleased with the amount of growth you're seeing? And maybe what are some areas you'd like to see more growth in? Growth in our in our county is out the roof right now. We've, we've got people building everywhere and our property assessment. Of course, property value is increasing. Uh, so DeKalb County is... It's growing all the time, and it's been growing for the last six years. And I can see DeKalb County improving itself even more, even through our, the recession that we're dealing with. Uh, a lot of people are coming to rural communities to save money. Uh, a lot of people in, in larger cities are unable to afford the city life. So that's good for DeKalb County and our, and our local economy. So. 
Matt, having worked with the ambulance service, you're familiar with services. And when you get growth, you get a more a demand for more services. As a county commission and, and as county mayor, how do you go about prioritizing those services as to what's more important and, and what needs to be addressed? That's a very good question, Tom. Uh, our services are, of course, needed to be increased just as our population increases. And that means there's going to be more ambulance calls, more need for law enforcement, fire departments. So with that increase, we will have to look at plans to increase our EMS employees. Right now we have two 24-hour trucks. It would be beneficial to have a third 24-hour ambulance. And, of course, I would speak with all the department heads as far as the sheriff and our DeKalb Fire Department, and along with the city as well. So Smithville City, uh, Josh Miller, the mayor there, he is really easy to get along with. He's a great guy. I believe he he's ready for what the future holds for Smithville and DeKalb County as a whole. And I, I plan on working with our department heads, asking their needs and how we could uh, help them as we keep growing. Matt Adcock, what has the campaign experience been like for you in this race thus far? And and likewise, when you speak to voters, what are some of the things that they're discussing with you? Yes, I've had such a great experience going out and, you know, door-to-door knocking with people or maybe even a phone call. I've had a lot of people reach out to me, and I've always got a really good response from the public. And I believe that they're concerned with a lot of things that we've talked about over this this interview. They're, they're afraid about the schools. They're afraid about DeKalb County growing and not having the needs that it, that it will have in the future. You know, future planning and no communication with our commission. Those are all all things that the public have have reached out to me about. So I've always tried to engage with them and and let them know that good things are coming in the future. As we close this interview today, Matt. If the voters of DeKalb County do elect you as DeKalb County Mayor, what will they be getting in Matt Adcock as their new county mayor? They're going to get transparency. They're going to get a greater understanding of the county government. I wish to educate our new commission coming in and our citizens every meeting on uh, the proceedings that, that happen, and I want to make our budget as transparent as possible on our county website. That way everybody can see every penny of their tax dollars and where it's going, and it only gets better from here. So, Matt Adcock has joined us on Meet the Candidates. Again, Matt is seeking the office of DeKalb County Mayor in the upcoming August 4th general election. The countdown to August Election Day continues as we meet the candidates, including Jordan Iwanison, who would like to be a part of the Cookville City Council, and he joins us on Meet the Candidates. Jordan, thanks for being with us. Hey, thank you. Thank you for the opportunity to be with you. So a county commissioner and now the chance to run for city council. Why did you make that decision? Yeah, absolutely. So when I originally ran for the county commission eight years ago, I set out with the intention of only serving for two terms. I am a supporter of term limits, and I wanted to incorporate that in my own personal service as well. But I know we still have challenges and we still have opportunities as well in our community. And actually, city council has been something I've long considered uh, going back to 2014 when I first ran for the commission seat. Council was also something I had uh, considered. Actually, the interesting thing was I actually sat down with now Mayor Ricky Shelton at that time uh, because I had uh, known him uh, from church. I knew that he was uh, also on the council in in times prior, and I I wanted to talk with him about the opportunity to serve on the council, how that affects family and everything else. I did not know at the time he was looking to run. He had, he had been, ter- <clears throat> sorry, term limited before that, and I did not know that he was looking to run, but found out he was going to run at that time as well. So it was kind of kind of an interesting backstory on the, on that time. But I did make the decision to run instead for the commission, and it's been a, a great opportunity. It's been a great pleasure to serve uh, the the citizens of the third district these last eight years, but uh, I did look at what's going on in the city and I would like an opportunity to help with some of the challenges facing our infrastructure and and transportation and also our economic development in our city as well. Do you feel like the experience on the county commission can help you as a city council member? 
I do, absolutely. Uh, the relationships I've been able to build, uh, actually going back to uh, the relationship between the city and the county, it's no secret that what we have going on uh, in the last eight years between our city and our county relationships, the relationship with County Mayor Randy Porter and, and City Mayor Ricky Shelton has been a significant uh, driver behind the community's growth and our responses to these challenging times. Now, we know that dynamic is about to change dramatically this summer as Mr. Shelton is term limited, but I am the only candidate in this race that has eight years of direct working experience with Mr. Porter over that time. And I believe that time on the commission from that standpoint, the relationships I've been able to build with not just Cookville City, but also our surrounding communities as well. Uh, I think that will be a, a great benefit. And that's part of what this campaign is about, is about the relationships I have been able to build to put those to work for Cookville, uh, but also looking forward to building relationships going forward as well. Jordan, as you talk to potential uh, voters, as you are out in the community canvassing, what are you hearing from people? What are they concerned about? There's been a lot of concerns, uh, as all of us know, and as is widespread as well, too, with the inflation issue. A lot of folks are struggling. A lot of families are struggling. They kind of hit us all of a sudden. I mean, we've had COVID hit, of course, locally. We've had that awful tornado and COVID hit right afterward. And then shortly after that, we have all these effects from inflation going on. And it just, it's amazing to look back the last couple of years. And it's, uh, it's just mind boggling when you look and you just see prices going up so fast. And you've got families that are, that were not prepared for this. You've got folks that are on fixed income and, and in my, daily working experience working in the financial services business at, at the Tennessee Credit Union here. We, we see a lot of folks on uh, fixed income, and sometimes $5, $10, $15 may not hurt some of our uh, little bit better off families, but $5, 10 $15 a month can really hurt uh, a lot of our fixed income individuals. So the inflation issue is something that a lot of people are concerned about and the effect on the city about they, they're telling us, please don't raise our taxes. Please keep keep our area affordable. Uh, the big issue we also hear a lot about, too, is just with our growth. A lot of folks are concerned about how fast we're growing and how we're digesting that growth. And uh, we don't want to lose our, our our culture here locally. What makes us so attractive uh, here in Cookville, we, we're, we're so fortunate to have such a, a great atmosphere, uh, very hospitable. And we have a lot of folks that say we don't want to lose that. As we uh, as we attract so many folks from around the country and around the world to our area, there comes a point uh, when you're growing that perhaps you, as a community, have to become more selective about the kinds of industries that you look at and and the pay that they offer. Maybe it's the kind of retailers that you bring in, the kind of housing developments that that you look at. Is Cookville reaching the point to be a little more strategic in how it grows? I believe we are. I appreciate you having me on. Almost a year ago, actually, you had uh, myself and uh, Mr. Martin and Mr. McHenry also from their county service bodies as well, too, to talk about our community growth. And that's something I think we talked about a little bit at that point, too, as well, that uh, we do have to uh, be more mindful of how we're selective. And then also, I think the chamber does a pretty good job of that. They they target certain industries to bring here. One thing we really need to be... uh, visionary on going forward, Cookville has a very unique opportunity uh, to become a hub for the high-tech and robotics industries going forward with Tennessee Tech being here, with Oak Ridge not far away, Huntsville, Alabama, and the space industry there, uh, Arnold Air Force Base and the, the aerospace uh, industry there, and also Nashville with the healthcare uh, tech hub that we have there. We're right in the center of all of that. And going forward, we have a, a very unique opportunity in Cookville in the decades, even years to come, to be very attractive to those high-tech industries, if we can be attractive to the industries there and then also nurture our small businesses, the individuals coming out of uh, Tennessee Tech or students coming out of there with the entrepreneur uh, spirit they have as well, if we can do that, uh, that those kind of industries do attract those those kind of individuals who would uh, spend in our boutiques and our small businesses and our restaurants here at home. And so that's something that I know there's a few of our tech uh, entrepreneurs locally who are interested in that kind of aspect, and I think that's something that we need to be mindful of going forward, how we can attract those industries. Jordan Iwanison is a candidate for Cookville City Council as we move toward Election Day. Three of the major thoroughfares uh, in Cookville are state roads in Willow Avenue, Jefferson Highway 70, 
Is the city going to have to be more uh, forward-thinking in trying to develop other east-west, north-south connectors to try to move some of this traffic, knowing that TDOT does not move quickly? I do believe so. And, uh, of course, you could even add uh, 10th Street. Of course, we know it's been a big issue for our neighborhoods in northeast Cookville is the growth around 10th Street. And then not to mention the folks that come into work and school from Livingston and Allgood and other areas. And so, like you said, TDOT, 10th Street is also a TDOT road. And uh, like you said, TDOT does not work quickly. The relationships that the city has to build with TDOT uh, they have to be strong, but they also have to, like you said, be forward-looking uh, because they don't move quickly. Eight, ten years oftentimes is how long it takes to get a project uh, it really on the ball uh, from the time that it really becomes uh, necessary. And so we almost do need to start looking at some other roads as well, too, maybe some other areas. That's not very popular. Uh, as we know, in those neighborhoods, there was an opportunity to to put an east-west connector road north of town years ago, and that really caused a lot of issues for a while. Uh, but that's something that you need to have strong leadership on. You need to have folks that are willing to make those tough decisions uh, because the city is going to depend on that as we grow. There's, I mean, there's no stopping the growth that we have. Cookville is very attractive. Middle Tennessee is very attractive uh, to so many individuals, and this growth is going to continue regardless of how the economy ebbs and flows through prosperity and recession. So we definitely need to be mindful of the quick growth, but also uh, that we may need some other connector roads uh, in other areas where we don't currently have them. Jordan, how do you make decisions? How do you look at this versus this and try to come to the best conclusion for the people in this case in the city of Cookville? Yeah, absolutely. So the city is very similar uh, to the county in that aspect, and why my experience on the county commission, I think, would serve well in the city, because folks have always asked, what does a, a county commissioner do at the same rate they would ask, what does a city councilman do? My best uh, expression of that is that we are a scale, we're scale between the taxpayers, the, the property owners of the body, of, of the community, and uh, also of the uh, services they require and the employees that provide them. So we always have to be mindful of that scale. Uh, when it comes down to taxing and spending, I've always uh, gone by the principle that a dollar uh, that any government takes, regardless of whether it's the local or a high federal level, a dollar that uh, one government takes, a dollar less for individuals' families, uh, for, for their churches, for their communities and their businesses. And so uh, we always have to be mindful. It's a that's why my uh, principle on trying to tax as low as possible. I mean, we that taxes are definitely a necessary evil, but we have to be mindful that we don't go in excess uh, on taxes uh, to try to make sure our communities have money for their families as well. Too, uh, my faith is a major driver, though, also of of many of my decisions. I I try to to look at everybody with fairness, with uh, with decency. And with respect as well, I try to. I don't try to look at any one person better than another. Doesn't matter if you're, if you're struggling financially. Doesn't matter if you're wealthy. Doesn't matter if you've come from Cookville originally or if you've come from another country to be with us. I try to look at everybody uh, with that same uh, respect that God's created us all, and that uh, we all are deserving of that respect as well too. So I try to make that a that fairness aspect is a very important priority that I, I look at when making decisions. Your decision will be who to vote for for Cookville City Council. Coming up in just a few days, Jordan Iwanison is one of the candidates who would appreciate your vote. If you are going to court, you need the very best. You need a specialist with proven experience and results to get you justice. Cookville attorney Henry Fincher is who you need. He's a Harvard Law School graduate. He's recognized as a national super lawyer. Henry Fincher is a certified specialist in civil trial, elder law, and family law. No other attorney in Tennessee has more certified specialties. Don't trust your case to just any lawyer. Hire the best. Hire Henry Fincher. One storm could change your landscape. Don't let that happen. Call Putnam County Tree Service to get the trees trimmed, dead branches removed, stumps ground. All it takes is one strong wind to damage your home. Putnam County Tree Service can help with the heavy branches to keep your trees healthy and strong. Call 528-3828. 528-3828 to protect your home, your landscape, 
your family. Putnam County Tree Service. Make the call this week. Continuing our conversation with the candidates for Cookville City Council on Meet the Candidates. Ali Baji is one of those who would like to earn your vote as we head to the polls in August. Ali, thank you so much for spending some time with us. It's good to be here. Why did you uh, seek out uh, to run in this election? Well, Cookville is my hometown. I was born and raised here. And we're a growing community, and this growth, you know, I mean, is evident, and we are at a crossroads with an outgoing uh, set of council members, and I I felt time was right. I want to, I think we need to approach this uh, growth from a strategic uh, perspective, and I really want Cookville to be the envy of the state. I'm proud to be from Cookville, and I wanted uh, it to be a place where my son wants to come back and other children want to stay and return. I think that's how Cookville is going to retain its identity uh, and, and values is simply by having uh, those who are raised here return and stay. Let's dig into strategic growth uh, because people have different definitions. For a lot of people in our community, it's we don't want to be Murfreesboro. What does strategic right. growth mean to you? Well, I think, uh, you know, we got to take a look at our existing uh, strategic plan. And and I think, you know, that's, you know, some of these uh, plans and decisions were made, you know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago. And I think in some respect, we have to be dynamic because, you know, we aren't the city we were 10 years ago, so we might need to re-examine and, and, and adjust that plan. Being strategic in our growth, we also, you know, we're currently, we currently have a housing boom. We have houses uh, growing, but we also have to have the infrastructure to sustain that growth as well. And then once you grow, uh, you also have cost of ownership you know you have to provide that infrastructure as a city well you also that there's a cost of ownership for that so uh, even with annexation there's a cost of ownership you have utilities you know you have utilities provided by upper cumberland you know if you were to annex a certain property or set of homes there there's a cost associated with that so you're talking millions of dollars uh, worth of investment there you know, is the tax revenue that you're going to receive, you know, going to pay for that short-term versus long-term. So many people, when they think infrastructure, they think roads, but it's equally important, and this is an area where Cookville has some issues, of making sure that water and sewer service is available and up to meeting the needs of that kind of growth. Yes. I think with the the current uh, plans and expansion of uh, the water treatment is is certainly part of that and I think that's a good thing and we just need to make sure you know that we're able to provide that you know what that looks like and I think you know you're going to have to have uh, that uh, infrastructure in place or upgrade existing infrastructure to provide that. Ali Baji is with us as we talk about some of the issues facing Cookville as the city council election day approaches. How important are things like quality of life? For example, for example, the aquatics facility that has been much talked about. How important is that well, in your mind? I think quality of life is very important. I think not only uh, for the citizens of Cookville, but also uh the city as a whole, like we, you know, I'm a huge proponent of, you know, keeping uh, tax dollars here. And, you know, the aquatic center will do that. I think we have citizens going to other communities in the state, you know, to utilize and take their dollars there. But also, you know, I'm certainly not opposed uh, to the aquatic center. Uh, I think 
anything that we do should show a return on our investment. I think this is an opportunity uh, to allow uh, uh, corporate sponsorship uh, to help fund a project like that. I don't think it has to be uh, fully funded by the city. And I think if we partner uh, with uh, with corporations in the area and get some uh, corporate sponsorship, I think it would be more feasible. We'd certainly uh, realize a return uh, much faster on whatever investment that would be. One of the key roles of a city council is communication and leadership, communication with voters, leadership with a uh, established uh, group of city employees who do their job and, and do it at a high level. How do you approach both of those issues, leadership and communication? Well, my experience, I've, I've got more than 30 years of experience. I've got experience in the military, and then also in the private sector in both manufacturing and healthcare. So I've worked with teams from various different areas. Um, communication is uh, is the most important uh, uh, attribute of a of a good leader. I feel that my leadership style uh, is that of a servant leader. You know, which starts with one's willingness to serve, but servant leaders also, you know, know how and understand how to build a culture where the team and the community are all valued. And I think that the city employees are an, a vital part of that team. And um, also servant leaders listen. So listening to the community is one of the most important characteristics of a council member, I think. So, and um, I think being a good steward as well uh, is is an attribute vital to uh, safeguarding the public's trust and confidence in the leadership team. I'd like to take that a step further. One of the areas where there seems to have been under uh, under Mayor Shelton's leadership and that of the current uh, two councils that he has served on is better communication with the county and making sure that the city and the county are working together to uh, to further this community. How important do you see that? I think it's vital. Um, I, I consider uh, Randy Porter a friend. Uh, I've known him for some time now. I have actually am a former uh, committee member of the Putnam County Republican Party, and you know, we've developed a relationship there uh, as well. So I think uh, working with the county mayor is vital. I think we're partners. We have to be partners. There cannot be any adversarial relationship, and, and I certainly don't see that. I think um, uh, I think uh, the relationship would continue uh, to be strong. What are some of the other issues that maybe are important to you as you look to serve Cookville? Well, uh, I think, you know, obviously the growth. I think growth is uh, we're, we're at a, a crossroads. Uh, we have to have growth in our community. I think that uh, without with a community that's not growing will probably implode, uh, and, and that's just the reality of it. Um, I think, too, that uh, I always like to see, you know, I am a, a current employee at Cookville Regional Medical Center, have been for 18 years, and and I think that uh, the Cookville uh, Regional Medical Center being a uh, city-owned asset it is, uh, from a strategic perspective, I think it's uh, it needs to stay that way. Uh, I think... I think of the hospital as an investment uh, by the city of Cookville, for example. You know, it's, it's our investment portfolio that pays, you know, $700,000 a year in lieu of taxes. You know, that's our dividend. So we're getting that no matter how the hospital performs. And I think if we allow a corporate entity uh, to procure that asset, then uh, it becomes a, a feeder 
uh, for the other healthcare systems outside of our community. And I, I do think quality of care will suffer uh, as evident uh, in surrounding counties where that has actually happened. Finally, Ali Baji, as people go to the polls and they see your name on the ballot and they cast their ballot for you, what are they getting? Well, they're getting a they're getting a leader. They're getting someone who is an advocate for the community, someone who's from here, someone who has a strong work ethic, um, someone who has the courage to make tough decisions. Leadership isn't easy, and I think part of being an effective leader is having the ability and the, the will to make the tough decisions on behalf of the community. Ali Baji, one of the candidates for Cookville City Council as we head to the polls in just a few days. Next up on the program is Miss Deborah Holbrook. Now, Deborah is seeking re-election to the Cumberland County Commission out of District 8. Deborah, thank you for joining us today. What was it that kind of influenced your decision to want to get involved with the Cumberland County Commission? Well, I was fairly new to the area, but I was already really positively uh, attracted to it. I wanted to keep it going. But I think I could also offer a somewhat different viewpoint about, you know, what, what's important and what we need to emphasize. I got a lot of support in my area for doing this. And then personally, you know that song from Hamilton, I Want to Be in the Room Where It Happens? I just am curious, and I like to know what's going on. So that's kind of my personal reaction. At the time, though, were there any particular issues or events that occurred that maybe also factored into that decision to run? Um, not especially. I think the county in general is well run, but I was I was curious to get more involved. There wasn't a particular event or anything that prompted it, no. Deborah, what is it about Cumberland County that you feel like really stands out that it really has to offer those that may be looking to, to come visit or even move there? Yeah, well, it's it's growing, uh, and it is already, you know, bringing in uh, retirees who want to have a nice climate and want to go golfing and want to be in the middle of the country. So it has kind of the, the big meta uh, characteristics that people look for. It also has low taxes, low property taxes. So that is always attractive to retirees. And that retirees are the fastest growing part of the population. So it also is a very good area for businesses to come to. Our largest town, Crossville, is called Crossville for a reason. It's at the crossroads of a lot of different, you know, it's on I-40 and uh, it's easy to get to. So it is an attractive area for businesses to come to as well. Deborah Holbrook is our guest on Meet the Candidates. Again, Deborah is seeking re-election to the Cumberland County Commission out of District 8. Deborah, what do you think may be the biggest issue facing the Cumberland County Commission right now? Well, it's always going to be around money. That is our biggest responsibility is the, the setting the property tax rate and making sure that the property taxes and the sales tax and gas tax and so on, which come through the state, are uh, adequate to the safety of our citizens, fire, EMTs, sheriff. But the other big one, of course, is the schools, and the schools need a lot of support. So that is always the biggest issue. As you meet with and speak with local voters during your campaign, what do you hear from them in terms of some of their thoughts and concerns? Well, the, the two things that come up the fastest, one is uh, expanding broadband in the county, and this is in the works. Uh, both federal money and other grant money is coming in. This is a problem that will be solved. It's not immediate. It will take a few years, but um, the American Rescue Plan uh, is is sending money to uh, counties that, who have a COVID-related need, and we could justify expanding broadband because our kids were sent home during COVID, and a lot of them didn't have adequate broadband. So that is often the one that voters talk about the most because they get very frustrated with our spotty broadband. Another one is that we have very expensive water that also can be helped by some of the federal dollars. 
so we got astonishingly leaky pipes, <laughs> and that makes water expensive around here. So that, too, is a need that will be addressed. Deborah Holbrook's been our guest on Meet the Candidates. Again, Deborah is seeking re-election to the Cumberland County Commission in District 8 in the upcoming August general election. Greg Maxwell, candidate for the Cumberland County Commission in District 8, declined an invitation to participate in this program. If you are going to court, you need the very best. You need a specialist with proven experience and results to get you justice. Cookville attorney Henry Fincher is who you need. He's a Harvard Law School graduate. He's recognized as a national super lawyer. Henry Fincher is a certified specialist in civil trial, elder law, and family law. No other attorney in Tennessee has more certified specialties. Don't trust your case to just any lawyer. Hire the best. Hire Henry Fincher. One storm could change your landscape. Don't let that happen. Call Putnam County Tree Service to get the trees trimmed, dead branches removed, stumps ground. All it takes is one strong wind to damage your home. Putnam County Tree Service can help with the heavy branches to keep your trees healthy and strong. Call 528-3828. 528-3828 to protect your home, your landscape, your family. Putnam County Tree Service. Make the call this week. Listing with the candidates who want to represent you on the Cookville City Council. Chad Gilbert is one of those challenging for a seat, and he joins us today. Chad, why the decision to run? My family and I, we've talked about it uh, for the last few years. There's a lot of positive things and positive momentum in Cookville. The, the, the community spirit that we have, the, the things that we like about it, we want to see uh, continue. Uh, there's a little bit of uh, turnover in the council. Uh, well, there's turnover every time there's election, but uh, specifically Mayor Ricky Shelton, uh, who's been so supportive of us in our campaign, he's coming off uh, this time as a result of uh, term limits and uh, some of the, the great positive things uh, that he's done, as well as the council in general, and our city is, is headed towards, we want to see continue. Uh, we just came from a 4th of July weekend celebration that he is, you know, just basically put together himself, partnering with the city, and uh, just things like that we want to see continue. Um, as a matter of, of timing and, and in our lives, as, a, as for myself and as our, for our family goes, uh, I've got 20-plus years of business experience here in Cookville. I'm a lifelong Cookvillian. I went to Tech, got an engineering degree there, and uh, that combined with uh, building and the construction background that I have kind of put me at a a point in my life where I, I feel like I can take uh, that skill set and apply it to the things that will help keep Cookville Cookville, will help us as we uh, experience this tremendous growth that we're seeing related to that or are, are, are several things that are I feel like are in my uh, wheelhouse that uh, I'm, uh, I've had experience at. We, uh, you know, with growth comes a lot of different things, and that's, that's what we're all aware of, of Infrastructure, you can say that in general terms. You can, refl- you can refer to the physical assets. You can refer to the people. But when it comes down to my engineering and construction background, I've, you know, those things that come with growth, uh, I physically have built roads. I've, I've built bridges. I've, I've, uh, I know how to interpret and read traffic studies. I've built traffic signals. I've physically laid the water and sewer pipes that you know, are so vital to our growth and the way we structure that plan to grow. So I, I feel like that experience that I have, uh, of you know, of in the trenches and, and literally doing the work combined with a, a business uh, experience that has put me in a position to evaluate budgets, you know, profit and loss statements, make tough decisions, the same things that are coming to come, come across the, the table of the city council and decisions that have to be made. Uh, I feel like I'm equipped to do that. To that point, uh, you have the crossroads here, so to speak, of a community that is growing, at the same time, you have an economy that we don't know exactly what's going to happen. How does your experience in business help you prepare for the kinds of decisions that this council will have to make related to growth, but may have to make as it relates to growth and the economy? I feel like that business experience you referred to is key. That, that I think, has equipped me with 
the ability to make those tough decisions in business, as you said. You know, we we've had a we've had a great run, a great cycle here that that we hope continues. But if it doesn't, there are decisions that will have to be made. That every every side of a budget has a has an expense, and uh, and and how you're going to fund it. And those are those are the things that I face daily for the last 20 years and feel like that experience you're doing it when you're doing it every day it almost becomes second nature to the to the to the fact that you're you're looking toward you're looking three steps ahead to that to that end result to that bottom line and as a city we will have to do that uh especially as you say if we uh you know in the in the immediate we're going to deal with this uncertainty and if it does flatten or or you know take a, a a bit of a of a, of a deflection downward, we'll, we'll have to deal with that head on as a city. Well, that's the same things that we've done for the last 25 years in business. Uh, you know, looking back in, on the calendar to 2006, 7, 8, 9, 10, right in there in that window, there were, there were things that were tough about it, but, uh, you know, through a, through a, a diligent effort to look ahead and, and make tough decisions, we were able to, to come out of that even stronger. And uh, I think I can bring that skill set to the, to the city where myself combined with, the department heads that we have that are that are just tremendous people in and of themselves. Uh, I, I've had these very conversations with with the you know the Barry Turners of the Water Department, the Blake Mayos of the Public Works, talk to the police chiefs, the fire chiefs. Everyone knows, hey, we're at this we're at this moment in time where it's not exactly a given that we're going to always have this upward steep upward trajectory. Well, what does that look like if we have to if we have to react to a, a change that that departs from what we've known as the last five to ten year uh, normal cycle of constant uh, positive growth. Well, we've talked about all those things. I deal with them on a daily basis, and uh, I'm excited that they uh, they seem to support some of the ideas that I have and that can bring from the private sector and from business and the and the way we make those decisions, and including them and 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 getting them to help rally around that and and their experiences. And I think. Myself combined with the, the other members of the council and their input, we can we can chart uh, we can navigate those waters. Chad Gilbert, as a resident of this community, do you sense that the council is going to be focused more on strategic growth going forward? So, for example, we don't go after every business or industry. We need higher paying jobs. We're not going to approve every residential development. We're not going to approve every business that wants to come to town. Is that in the future? You know, I certainly, from a recruitment standpoint, and as as much as the city can can uh, steer that effort, there's there's undoubtedly a preference to get those high paying jobs. Uh, those are the ones that are, are a sustaining force, an economic force in our area. That those are the ones who help stabilize buying the the, the houses of uh, the folks that want to stay here. You know the the three, five, ten year lifespans. The the folks that 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 do that are the ones that have those. We don't we don't need an, another glut of twelve to fifteen dollar an hour jobs. We do need the folks that uh, hit that next tier of income because that's where they're spending. The next tier will be supported as well as what we have uh, in terms of housing and development and, and those things. Those. Those folks with those earnings are the ones that we want to capture and recruit from a city's perspective. From a private perspective, you know, I think the city's job and local government is to make sure that we have an environment that if someone wants to start a business, they, they can do that on their own. We don't, we don't need to artificially uh, restrain them. Capitalistic free market tendencies that we all love and are, are, are common to our area where, where, where people can start something and succeed on their own merits, we want to encourage that. But from a city's perspective of recruitment, we want to get those higher-paying jobs. Chad Gilbert is our guest as we talk about the race for Cookville City Council. As you visit with uh, those who uh, are in the electorate, those that are in your neighborhood, those that you're trying to get to vote for you, what are the issues that they're talking about? You know, everybody uh, has, has their own preferences of, uh, of places you'd like to put your attention. Uh, it's, it's easy to point to some of the, the, the growth items quickly that we have. You know, traffic is one that everybody deals with on a daily basis, and as I've referred to before, I've uh, everything from building traffic signals to reviewing the, the technical studies that it takes to uh, make those tough decisions I've done. Uh, they they want to see a, a, a uh, they want to see a calculated, deliberate uh, plan to growth, which we have a 2030 plan, which I'm sure we'll be updating over the next 
few years, you might say, and, and I'm sure we'll be looking forward to 2040. So you have to have that long-term plan so that you can make decisions today based on where you want to be then. Uh, they want to see, for instance, we want to see the west side. We want, to see, we want to see that immediate west side, that downtown. We want to see that. We want to continue to cultivate the, those, those businesses down there and, and, and make sure that that's a robust uh, center of our town. But even moving further west, we want to see some of the, the sewer needs addressed so that that growth can happen out there in a in a planned, rationalized method. We uh, I was part of a roundtable discussion with uh, with this with the current city council and mayor, as well as some other builders, and we were talking about ways to deal with some of the the sewer deficiencies we have out west, so that that growth can organically happen out that way towards Tennessee Avenue, which which is the logical way to go. So every everyone's got those same things on their minds. Um, uh, safety, cleanliness, uh, they're concerned about that. Uh, not worried, but they want, a, they want a measure of attention given to that. And to that end, I've, I've spoken with our chief of police, uh, you know, which is the, uh, one of the centerpieces of our, our city government, as well as Eddie Ferris, our sheriff. And uh, he's excited to work with a council that uh, hopefully I'm a part of, and uh, we can all work together and make sure some of these things that, that you know, make Cookville special now, are, are maintained and protected, and uh, some of the things that we don't want that distract us from being who we want to be left unchecked. And so we're excited about that. Those are what I'm hearing from voters out there, and, and I think that I, I bring an ability to see those things, and, and, and as we make decisions and policies that affect them, I feel like I have the judgment to help, help steer that positively. Chad, in our final moments, uh, if someone casts their ballot for you, what are they getting? You know, first of all, you're getting uh, a, a seasoned businessman who's uh, who's who's been at the at the steering wheel of a of a local business that's that's vested in the area. Uh, you're getting someone who uh, is a lifelong Cookvillian and wants the best for Cookville. Uh, with that experience, uh, has has come uh, a seasoning that you know not every decision is easy, but at some point you can get some sort of clarity and say, you know what. Uh, this is the way we want to go. You're, you're, they're they're going to get someone who will stand up and say, I believe this is the best for Cookville, and regardless of whatever the pressures may be to do something other than that, this is how we're going to move forward. Chad Gilbert, one of the candidates for Cookville City Council as we head to the polls in days. If you are going to court, you need the very best. You need a specialist with proven experience and results to get you justice. Cookville attorney Henry Fincher is who you need. He's a Harvard Law School graduate. He's recognized as a national super lawyer. Henry Fincher is a certified specialist in civil trial, elder law, and family law. No other attorney in Tennessee has more certified specialties. Don't trust your case to just any lawyer. Hire the best. Hire Henry Fincher. One storm could change your landscape. Don't let that happen. Call Putnam County Tree Service to get the trees trimmed, dead branches removed, stumps ground. All it takes is one strong wind to damage your home. Putnam County Tree Service can help with the heavy branches to keep your trees healthy and strong. Call 528-3828, 528-3828 to protect your home, your landscape, your family. Putnam County Tree Service, make the call this week. Our next guest on Meet the Candidates is Mr. Joe Harden. Now, Joe is seeking re-election to the Pickett County Commission out of District 3. Joe, it's good to have you on the program today. When you first decided to run for the Pickett County Commission, what was it that kind of factored into that decision that you wanted to be on the commission? Well, I've always been kind of hometown proud, and I just wanted to see our town grow and prosper and do the best that it could. At that time, were there any type of issues or events that, that maybe also factored into your decision to run? Well, on, on this second time of run, which I, I had served on the commission before, but this second time, our county was facing a lot of financial difficulties. We was, was just basically broke. And I know there were some hard decisions to be made, you know, with increasing property taxes and stuff, and I was willing to step in there and see if I could do anything other than, but, you know, 
do what we had to do. During your time on the county commission, what are some strides that you've seen the county has taken, some progress that you've made? Well, I haven't seen the progresses that I would like to, but we've had, we've made some real small steps through this past four years, you know. With the coronavirus and, and thing that went on and, and shorts on revenues and stuff, we, we've managed to still accumulate a little bit into our general fund and, and to keep the county functioning anyway. Joe, going back to COVID, how, how hard was that to deal with from the perspective of a small county and a small county commission trying to deal with all that and, and the shutdown from it? Well, it, it, it hurt a lot of our local businesses. And, of course, anytime you you've got businesses are hurting, that's hurting the whole county. And, you know, in, in our meetings and stuff, we had to do, you know, over the telephone, which there's nothing like an in-person looking each other in the eye to accomplish things. Joe Harden is our guest on Meet the Candidates. Again, he is seeking re-election to the Pickett County Commission in District 3. Joe, what do you feel like is the most important characteristic of being a good county commissioner? Well, listening to the people. Their opinion is the one that I'm heard represent, not necessarily mine. And if you, you get in touch with the people in the community and see what they want, it's not always what your opinion would be, but it should be theirs represented. Joe, as you meet with and speak with local voters as you're on the campaign trail, what are you hearing from them in terms of some of their thoughts and concerns? Well, our, our biggest concern out of most of them is, is our, our high property tax rates, which is a little higher than it should be for this area. And hunting for new revenue and getting some industry in here, you know. The the job situation is pretty bleak in the area. If we get some jobs in here and, and decrease this, you know, property tax and stuff, bring revenue from somewhere else, I'm sure it would please a lot of them. Joe, in what ways do you feel like Pickett County maybe can bring in some new business or industry to the area? Well, we're, we're in a pretty good location as far as in between, you know, uh, I-40 and 75 and 90 and stuff. You know, we're, we're, we're a pretty good transportation area. Just a matter of getting the right businesses to come in here and you know, proving we have a workforce that, that they depend on. Joe Harden, if you're reelected to the Pickett County Commission, what will the voters in District 3 be getting in you as their ongoing county commissioner? Well, I'm, I'm always available for them to talk to. You know, I'm really pleased with that right there, that about all my constituents know they can come to me and speak, and, and we'll try to figure something out. Joe Harden has been our guest on Meet the Candidates. Again, Joe is seeking re-election to the Pickett County Commission out of District 3. That's today's Meet the Candidates. If you missed any part of today's show, be sure to visit News Talk 94.1 online for the on-demand audio. Our producer is Jake Wallman. Thank you for joining us for Meet the Candidates. I'm Tom Duggan.